properly go down at some point. Jeez, NBA Straya, how are you going? How you going? You're right, I hope so. It's Thursday. Oh, jeez, August 31. And the Boomers have made the second round of the FIBA World Cup. Don't fuck for that. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website. You can find it at codebet.com.au. It's called Codebet. Uh, you can also see this ugly mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Codebet Daily, in the newspaper every single day, all the way around this wide brown land of ours. Uh, here in the Codebet Studios, a.k.a. the James Clements Excellence in Podcasting Memorial Suite. Uh, pretty sure that's what it's called now. Yep, checks out. But I'll tell you what, it's weird not having the dog just in the background going mental at the postman or something. So instead, I've got Gerald sitting over there just having a giggle every so often. He's not a dog. He's a boy. <laughs> he's a real man. Anyway, I'm here giving the lowdown on the FIBA World Cup. A little bit of NBA news because, I don't know, there's an NBA player who's Australian, but the news popped off about him yesterday. Uh, but we do all that while repping Australia a bit, don't we? That's right. And we're going to give you the breakdown over the what is it the Boomers Japan game, uh, and we'll set you up for Slovenia versus Australia on Friday, where we'll be doing another live stream. That's right, we're going to have another gnarly, drunken NBA Australia live stream because it's going to be ten ten when that game starts. Ten ten, Gerald. What am I going to be doing? I'm going to be ten tens deep by the time it starts. What's going to happen at the end? Hey, did you ever see a guy pass out on camera? Yes, once. <laughs> Should be good. Uh, we've also got some yeah, Nazi unpopular opinion of the day. Now, back take us. We were serving up a flame grill take. And then we'll do a pick and preview for each of the other round of 16 World Cup games on Friday uh, because they're actually playing all eight of those games on the same day. So that's not a bad idea. Let's get into it. Episode 962 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Good one, isn't it? Let's go to Jingles, see if we can get him going. Oh, smooth. This is Joe Ingles, and you're listening to NBA Australia. I feel bad now because I'm going to dump on a bit of Jingles. Jeez. Watch out for the shack attack. Ah, you better watch out for the shack attack, or at least you better watch out for the cookie attack if you're Japan. Uh, That was gnarly. They went absolutely hammering tongs on, uh, well, Cookie went absolutely hammering tongs on the Japanese. And uh, Australia's story. But let's get into it the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the daily. It's a whip crack. It's the daily whip around. I don't know. It's been a little bit of news. Aussies, NBA gear. Ben Simmons, a.k.a. Box Hill Benny, a.k.a. Benny the Brickie, a.k.a. Benny Benny with the Ferrari. Uh, A bloke who's never played for Australia reckons he's in the Olympics for next year. For fucking what? High jumping? Shot put? The way he fucking shoots free throws, he might be awesome at shot put. Fucking bang! Off it goes. Wow, that went 50 fucking meters. It's like, well, explains a lot. Uh, no, interesting vibe here with this Simo news. Because you know my thoughts on the entire situation. First off, usually fuck him. Simple as that. But that only comes from this type of thing happening over and over again. You raise our hopes and then dash them quite expertly. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, 
Shame on me again. Fool me three times. Fuck off, dickhead. That's how it goes. Simple as that. No, but look, seriously, the, my thoughts on this are always very straightforward. If he's in a good headspace, if he's healthy, if he's not being a fucking dickhead and he buys into the boomer's culture, sweet. I'm on board with Ben Simmons being a boomer. He's a wildly talented basketball player, obviously. We think there's an ideal situation where Ben Simmons and this boomer's team, it's just the match made in heaven, right? You've got a giant six-foot, ten-point guard uh, who can rebound, assist, play defense at an all-NBA defensive level. That sort of gear. You surround him with shooters and away you go. Boomers go win gold in Paris. Gay Paris. Thing is, we literally don't have any fucking evidence of that ever going to happen. Because all he's done is go, nah, man, I'll fucking psych to go play for the Boomers. And everyone's like, yay. And he's like, actually, fuck is. And everyone's like, this guy. And then next time he's like, nah, guys, I'm really in this time. And everyone's like, hooray. And he's like, actually, fuck is. And you're like, oh, come on, man. Like, And then one more time he's like, oh, I can't wait to represent my country. And we're like, Mm. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to play. And we go, I fucking knew this time. I fucking knew. This is the fourth time he's done the fucking thing. Ah, oh, guys, I can't fucking wait. And everyone's like, hey. But at least this time we've got a, like at least a little bit of trepidation, you know. I kind of like that we're, we've all learned. I don't want to get hurt again, we all say. It's like that fucking Who song. Won't get fooled again by some dipshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's its full name. Uh, but really. Ben Simmons, when he's up and about and playing well, Australian basketball is that much more fucking fun because he's wildly talented. Sure, he can't shoot because, I don't know, he's fucked in the head. <laughs> like, to be honest, the fact that he's now gotten to this point of his career and you're like, hey, Benny, can you shoot? He's like, nah. You're like, well, that's getting fucking weird at this point, isn't it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. But look at my muscles. And you're like, all right, buddy, that's that's good. That's good, little Benny. Off you go. Keep working on your glamour muscles. Don't work on your game. I mean, you spent how many summers going, oh, I need to work on my game by myself. I can't possibly play for Australia. And then it's like, I think he's just in Wimbledon, just reaming my ajama. Like, what are we doing here? This is, this is pretty chaos. All right, buddy. Anyway, but that's kind of what it all boils down to, right? The biggest... Problem has been like two years plus of just utter dipshittery, which is fucking wildly frustrating. The double talking, the lack of accountability, the sheer ineptitude and not taking any responsibilities for his own actions. Like that's fucking stupid and dumb. And like, I don't think we need that around the boomers and that awesome culture. But if he's fucking keen on buying in and actually is in a good headspace and is healthy, open arms in your gum, Benny. And if you rock up and you act a dickhead, then Gorge can tell him to fuck off and Bangers can put his head through a wall or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, whatever. To be honest, Bangers should probably just join that fucking Brooklyn Nets team. That'd sort them all out. But if I was going to put my balls on the line and say, Jim, is Ben Simmons going to be playing with the Boomers next year in Paris? I'd say, well, based on fucking all existing evidence, no. Is he showing a little bit more maturity in some of those quotes that we got this week? Yes. Is it probably because he's in fucking damage control because he's got no one out there who wants to trade for him because everyone goes, 
that guy's a fucking head case. He needs a bit of a dipshit. Also, probably yes. So he's got to come out looking vaguely fucking smart at some point. Maybe he's there now. Maybe he's also just matured into a point where he's like, huh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be a giant fuckwit the entire time. We all get there. I mean, I'm still trying, but presumably I'll get there. Anywho, more news. The Boomers. They're in the second round. That's good. I'm happy with this. I mean, I had some moments on Tuesday. It was a bit dicey there, and especially late. It's like, just fucking get two stops when we win the game. And they're like, nah, man, let's just let the tiny guy score some more. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Apparently my Japanese pronunciation was all right, uh, but we do now play Slovenia. Uh, so the second round is weird. So we go through as the second seed out of uh, Group E. We play top team in Group F, which is Slovenia, and the second team in Group F, uh, which is Georgia, not the American one. Though if you ask them, uh, Georgia probably would, if they won the college title, they're probably the world champions of American colleges <laughs> because, boy, did that pop off again this week as well. Hey, man, America's not the world. Actually, uh, we have the best players, so we are the world champions. It's like, shut up, you fucking dorks. Look, if the Denver Nuggets went out there and, like, beat Spain, all right, cool, you're the world champions. But they didn't. They, like, they just didn't. Like, what do we do? They beat Miami. Last time I checked, Miami's still in America. <laughs> it's in the fucking name, Gerald. It's the National Basketball's National. National. You can't be the world champions of a national fucking competition. Anyway, that's not what I'm all about. So Australia versus Japan. Uh, <laughs> we now play Slovenia. We now play Georgia. Georgia have been sneaky tough. Obviously, they played us really tough in the final warm-up game. Uh, we're going to play this one behind closed doors. That was weird. Uh, but Slovenia, you know they'll be out for revenge. Why is that, Jim? That's because we beat them in the fucking bronze medal game in Tokyo. That was awesome. We all remember that night. Fucking whiskey shoeys on the live stream. Tins of plenty. Gazy's tears. Everyone just having a bit of a moment. Fuck, it was great. We all shared that experience. Well, not in person, but on the internet. It was good. Anyway, um, we beat them in the bronze medal game. We beat them by 14. It's going to be interesting to see if we can do that again. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, before before we do that, 109.89, we beat Japan. Uh, we had a lineup change, which was pretty good. We brought in Josh Greeny Green in for Aussie Matty T, Matisse Teibel. That worked a fucking trick. What can Matty T do? Play defense. What can Josh Green do? Play defense and score. It's like, fuck, that's a... Not a bad idea, is it? He had 15. He also had four steals. Matty T, useless as tits on a bull, I'll tell you. Uh, zero points a game. But look, Greeny came in. He just looks so much more dangerous in transition. Like That's the biggest, best thing for me. He's got a better head for offense as well, right? Like the simple idea of like, where the fuck do I go when we have the ball? Greeny's like, oh, well, if I find space, do cuts. And get easy buckets. That's a good thing, right? And Gorge is like, oh, fuck, this guy's a genius. <laughs> After hanging out with Matty T. Giddy was incredible. He had the 26, 5, and 11. Massive bounce back for him. I think in my preview article on CodeBet, uh, talked about, I think the points, rebounds, assist line for him was like 28 and a half. He had that basically by the third quarter. Uh, Patty Thrills. Patty Mills had the 11 on 4 of 13 shooting. A rough shooting off of Patty, but... This is like one of the most heartening things about how far Australia's come as a basketballing nation when Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills, 
only has 11 shots, uh, 11 points on 13 shots. Usually, we're fucked. Now, it's all, it's all good. Here's Xavier Cooks. Xavier Cooks goes bang for 24 off the bench. My best mate, Nick K, had 13 and three hit. Again, an awesome three. Hit a couple of fundamental layups. Drink. Uh, looked very, very good, as predicted, playing against Japan. Just using that size, he smashed it. Dwop Reith, the Grim Reither, he went eight and three. Foul trouble limited him with 13 minutes, though. And the bench crew, obviously, Cookie with the 24, loved it because it's exactly what we needed. He had 10 offensive rebounds. It was fucking chaos. 16 boards. He had 10 on the offensive end. Matty T. Oh, boy. 13 minutes. He had more fouls than points. Two to zero because <laughs> he had no fucking points. Uh, also had that one horrible turnover where he got trapped at half court and went, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And just like threw it away. Just like piffed it into the fucking stands. So like, that's not what you do, Matty. What are you doing, buddy? Uh, Dante and Jingles both had five points as well. Uh, Gorge cut the rotation down to nine. Uh, didn't play. Jack, dun, 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 white. Uh, Chris Bubbles Golding or Dyson the Vacuum Daniels until the last one minute 15. Basically, when it was salted away, he's like, all right, boys, in you go. And they're like, hooray, and ran in. Um, but that was an exceptionally fun sort of outing that highlighted a lot of problems on the defensive end because Josh Hawkinson, a.k.a. the uh, Aussie Strangler at times, fucking hell, that dude was scoring at will. And it's like, hey, isn't this the second game in a row where just some dude on the opposition has gone fucking hammer and tongs and scored over 30? Oh, yeah. Hey, who do we play next? Luca fucking dot. Luca's going to have 70. We're fucked. <laughs> like, this defense has just been so, so slipshod. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's slightly fucking worrying at this point. Uh, to give up, was it 89 to Japan? We gave up. Over, uh, was it 86 to Germany? Um, I keep hearing a lot about how we've got great defensive players. I keep saying we've got great defensive players. What we do not have is a great defense. That's a fucking worry. It felt like the switching was a little bit more under control in this uh, last game against Japan, but I'll tell you what, going up against the Slovenians, who gave us a lot of trouble, obviously, in the bronze medal game, uh, scored over 90 in that game, I think. Because, yeah, I think it was 107, 93 off the top of my head. So we know they can score. They've got Luka Doncic. And, oh, boy, we need to tighten that the fuck up. But hopefully against a team like Slovenia, that might actually sort of play into our uh, into our hands. All right. That's not a knife. This is a knife. I don't know if we've got these loaded up here, Gerald, do we? Uh, I think we do. Let's play the – Whoa, that's the wrong button. I'm just pressing buttons over here. Press this one. We're trying to add a different board. It's pretty good. We're going to number two. We're going to press this one. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. The NBA Australia approved performance of the night. It's Cookie and Gids. Very simple. Holy smokes. Cookie, 24 points, 16 rebounds. As mentioned, 10 on offense. You'd fucking hope so as well. He's a foot taller than everybody out there. It looked like he's playing against the fucking Wendery under 12s. It's a Ballarat reference for anyone who was paying attention at home. Uh, <laughs> the pride of Ballarat. And also Xavier Cooks had a good night on Tuesday. I'm calling myself the pride of Ballarat at this point. No, he was awesome. He just went flying past Steve Monaghetti as the pride of Ballarat. Ray Borner, the Mavises, I think Brett Kirk. Anyway, 
he was really, really fucking good, filling the lane in transition, just getting easy putbacks. This is the thing. He's playing Japan. They're all a fucking foot tall, uh, shorter than him. So uh, Josh Hawkinson was like the only one with a bit of size, and he was awesome. So it's still slightly worrisome on defense. Uh, but Gids, as another man who felt much more comfortable in the paint, right? Again, when you're like a half foot taller than everybody around you, it makes it a little bit easier to get 26, 5, and 11. But it was just nice that that was vaguely what I predicted. So 26, 5, and 11, shot 10 of 18, including 2 of 5 from downtown. Even Japan were like, yeah, the bloke with the really nice hair, look, he can't shoot great. Fucking just leave him open, bro. He's going to slice and dice us otherwise, so just let him shoot it. And he's like, oh, fuck, they're on to me. <laughs> but he hit two. That's all you need to do. Two or five, I'll take that. Fuck it. Good on you, uh, Giddy. So good game for him. It was also like a nice little confidence uh, gatherer after a pretty shit outing against Germany. Um so I'm hoping that he goes absolutely hammer and tongs against Slovenia. You might remember he did not play against Slovenia last time around in the Olympics because he wasn't on the team. All right, what about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 of the Night. I feel bad, but I'm going to say it. Jingles. 20 minutes. That's a lot in a FIBA game. That's half the game. Five points, one of four from the floor, all of which were from downtown. He had four assists and four rebounds, but the thing that got me was that Jingles played 20 minutes. We won a game by 20. He was a minus one. A minus one, Gerald. He's out there for 20. Half the fucking game that we win by 20. How are you a minus plus one or minus one out of a plus minus? What is going on? I love the jingling one. We all know that. Congratulations, you just got jingled. Um, but wow, the only player in the minus, there were a couple of other ones that were just one, uh, but that was, I believe, Dante and Jack White. But only one in uh, minuses. He was a bit cooked on D at times. The offense was a little bit obviously off and wonky. The threes weren't quite there. Some of the assists were nice, a couple of little dump-offs. The rebounding would have been a little bit better to see earlier. Sometimes it was brutal to watch him like try to D up some of the Japanese dudes, but... He was using his size kind of nicely at times, but gee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-h
stands. There was a bit of a pantsing. You got pants by Japan. Uh, but Xavier Cook's just going, what's this? Oh, tomahawk on your head. Pa-pow! Tomahawk on your head. Pa-pow! You're like, yep, it's not the Ballarat Blacktops. This is the FIBA World Cup, and he is demolishing motherfuckers. That was awesome. So that's a bit of a pantsing. And then finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, it's a bit weird having a better than Lonzo Ball section in the FIBA NBA Australia. So maybe we should have it better than Ahmed Hamashah from Jordan, uh, who has scored one point in three games. So today is better than Ahmad Hamashah, which is a great name. Uh, it's going to go to Greeny. He was unreal. 15 points, feeling the lanes in transition. Uh, doesn't mind bringing the ball up as well and, like, just, you know, kicking off the offensive possession, but just pushing the pace just that little bit more. Because I think I mentioned this on the live stream. It's something that Paddy used to do really, really well. And then you go, Paddy's now 35 and doesn't quite have that first step. And sort of now is much more content to grab the ball, go, get to a spot more along sort of like the elbow or the baseline and then try to go for a jumper rather than just taking to the teeth of the defense. Um, Greeny's like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. <laughs> it's way cooler. Uh, Nick Kay, also my best mate. We knew he was going to go off against Japan. He plays there at the moment and he's got his new kid at home watching, no doubt. I'm sure, you know, the two-week-old baby's just like, there's me dad. Uh, fucking smashing it. So that was pretty good. And I think, do we, I don't know if we've got Dickhead of the Week loaded up on this one, but Dickhead of the Week, it's got to go to Yuta Wantanabe. Fucking clotheslining Paddy Thrills. You just made the list, Yuta. You don't go and fucking clothesline Paddy Thrills and think you're not going to be like enemy number one of Australia. Blow it out your ass, you dickhead. All right, let's do some Yanaz. Right after, I'm going to say this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. I think it worked. That was pretty good. Let's do some yeah, nahs. All right, some yeah, nahs. Uh, I've got a couple of ones that have been sent in. Uh, very easy to straightforward. Ben Simmons, the news came out. I had three different ones just saying, Matty O just said, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Keegan just said, Jimmy, yeah, nah. Oh, actually, just nah, I reckon. That was literally his entire message. Uh, and we had PDX Pete, old friend of the program, uh, just sent that through as well and said, the coaches would tell him to kick rocks, right? It baffles me. BS is team think him coming out every offseason saying, I was shit last year, I've been working hard this offseason, and I'm going to be so much better this year, you'll see, is worth it. Yeah, nah. I mean, to answer McGeegan's, yeah, nah, he might play in the Olympics. It'd be fucking hilarious. Matty O with the fuck off, it's kind of like, I mean, I'll, I'll take him on this team. This team could use him, you know, even more defense at the point. He could back up Giddy. Sucked in, Ben. Don't have to tell you, but we might not need you. Um, but also, he's a wildly talented six foot ten fucking point guard behemoth. Any team could use him, right? Uh, and PDXP. It is weird that his team keeps going, no, 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 Ben. What you need to do again is clear the air and just say, no, 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 no. Last year was fucked. This year is going to be awesome. It's like, mm. ever read that parable? The boy who called, I'm a fuckhead and don't trust a thing I say. I think it was uh, the boy who called, cried wolf, yeah. Um, 
I'm just saying. Yeah, nah, would we take Box Hill Benny on the Boomers? Yeah, nah. Yeah, of course we would. He's six foot ten. He's an awesome point guard. When his head's fucking screwed on right, if he's playing like shit, he's a he's more of a liability than an asset. But he's a weapon. We need weapons. Beggars can't be choosers. We're not beggars at this point, but I'll tell you what, it'd be nice to fucking throw him at Luka Doncic this game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we had a good one from Mr. Morris. He meant, actually, we'll be, get into this Slovenia uh, game preview in just a second. He says, Slovenia will be hard as hell. The way we're playing, do you guys think we can get him? We seem super weak on the inside. Yeah, nah. Yeah. The problem is Slovenia aren't going to be one of those teams that absolutely punish you on the inside, except for like Luka drives, drop-offs, shit like that. So, Rim protection in the form of Jock Landau would have been handy, but like Jock Landau is also not exactly prime Andrew Bogut in terms of stopping motherfuckers at the rim, you know? So it hits this weird sort of positional sort of fluidity. Fluidity? There you go. Use your words, Jim. Fluidity that you need that ideally we have, but we just haven't seen a giant amount of it so far, I think, in this uh, World Cup, right? On the perimeter, if you can stop them there, it should then allow you not to worry so much about the rim protection because that's your basically you're stopping them at the point of attack. That's not happened so far, so maybe it'll happen this time. But Luca is like the king of the drop off. As long as you know he's calling for a pick and roll, the roll man comes down. Luca's like looking over the top of somebody. The thing is, is gonna he's gonna find it a little bit tougher to look over the top of all of our perimeter dudes between Greeny, between Matty T. Uh, probably won't roll, roll dice now there, but even like Gideon Co, right? Big. So we are pretty weak on the inside, but it's more about hit on a swivel, uh, help defense as well. There were like times during that Japan game where Giddy's like, dudes, what the fuck are we doing? And everyone's like, dude, you just missed two fucking help defensive coverages. What are you, what are you doing? And he's like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like, this is not great. So anyway, uh, it would be cooler if we had, like, one big dude we could throw in there that wasn't the Grim Reaper, but maybe the Grim Reaper is enough. Maybe. Maybe. So, fingers crossed. Cookie was awesome defensively last game. Maybe we see more of that. Maybe we see more Jack White against Slovenia. Just that sort of extra big body out there. Uh, but it's a good one from Mr. Morris. Uh, Luke Laver sent in a great one, and this is going to go right into the uh, unpopular opinion of the day, which we should have a drop for. I don't remember where... But it's there probably. Now there's the dickhead of the week one. I found that one. Cool. <laughs> no, nah, it's not there. Um, unpopular of the day. This comes off this Luke Laver. Uh, yeah, nah. Will the Boomers coaching staff have the balls to let Jingle Sport spend more time on the bench? He's been shite the last two games. Surely Goulding and Daniels deserve some more minutes. Yeah, nah. Here's the unpopular opinion of the day. Yeah. Less jingles, maybe the better. 20 minutes for a minus one. Look, I think you will see him play roughly that same sort of amount of time against Slovenia. If only because you'll need that veteran head out there to sort of just direct traffic, play a bit of defense, make sure everyone's like organized. But really, he's getting to the point of his career where it's like, look, if you can't just sort of hit two threes in that game, what's the real benefit and value, the cost-benefit basically analysis that you're putting out there of having him on the floor? Like, 
he was out there buzzing up Cookie basically by shit talking. Like Xavier Cooks came out there, you know it's fucking awesome. Playing with Joe Ingles, he's just out there shit talking to everybody. It's great, and you get up for it as well. I'm like, that's about all he did last game. But I'll take it because it fucking inspired Xavier Cooks to have 24. So the thing is, you could do that and only play eight minutes and hit like two threes, and that would be kind of fine with everybody because I feel like defensively you get more from Matty T. Offensively, when Matty T was on fire in the uh, warm-up games, we look fucking unbeatable. Uh, but Jingles, look, hopefully he finds his shot next game and we just smash Slovenia, but we'll get to that in a second after Outback takeouts. But Jesus, if he misses his fucking first two shots like he did in that game, if I'm Gorge and I'm not, last time I checked, I'd be like, fucking Jingles, do your shit talking from the bench until you fucking learn how to hit a three. We love you, but Jesus. <sighs> Breaks my heart to say that one too because he is a fucking legend. But goddamn, like when you've actually got other options out there, you can throw onto the court when you're actually playing like a 30, what, 35-year-old, 36-year-old who's not hitting shots and is like not contributing a giant amount. It's pretty fucking hard. All right, it's time for... Our back takeouts. That's right, it's Thursday. Our back, and you know what that means? Two for one blooming onions. That's right. No prick knows what the fuck these things are. It's some sort of onion cut into a flower? I don't fucking know. No one in Australia's ever eaten one of these fucking things, but guess what? Two for one only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, if Australia get past Slovenia, they're making the fucking Final Four again. Don't you worry about that. Because if we can beat Luca, we can beat Spain. Don't know if we'll beat Canada, but we'll fucking give it a shot only at Outback. And hopefully we'll beat Georgia too. Uh, but to be honest, I think the Outback Takehouse is, so far after everything we've seen, Canada's going to win the World Cup. All right, back in a second with some previews right after. I think we can do a deli right after this. That's Anstey. This is Chris Anstey and you're listening to NBA Australia. Anstey just did a uh, great show with Sam Vecini as well, which I uh, very much enjoyed. Now let's see if I can uh, find a bit of a tune and we'll go from there. Just uh, get that one going. There you go. Uh, so we've got coming up, let's do Slovenia versus the Boomers. Uh, before we do that, actually, nailed 15 of my 16 group picks. Uh, the one who's coming out of the groups. The one that I missed out on was fucking France. Those French flog fucks. God damn Seriously, that's how shit they were. Couldn't get out of the group. Wankers. Uh, but everything else nailed. Even the Dominican Republic over Italy won two and a couple of other ones. Germany obviously over Australia, much to my own chagrin. Uh, but anyway, Australia, Slovenia, it comes down to the simple idea that we're going to have Paddy Mills actually hitting some threes. You might remember that bronze medal game. He had 43. That's a lot of points. That was more than Luca, who had 22. He was a bit shit which is exactly what we needed uh, because that dude will tear you up as soon as you look at you. Uh, but the rest of the Slovenian team, look, they're very obviously a one-man team, right? But you do have uh, basically a couple of the dudes from that team at the Tokyo Olympics uh, where I think it was Propelic, yeah, Clement Propelic and Luca and Mike Toby. 
are still like they're sort of three dudes. And last time around, they were the ones that sort of gave us a bit of a hassle as well because you had Australia taking on Slovenia in 2021. Propelic had 17 or 18 in that game. Luca had the 22. Toby did enough. You sort of contain Luca, you give yourself a shot. I mean, it's not fucking rocket surgery at times, but it's still going to be on our defense to literally just sort of slow down the Luca point of attack, keep him vaguely inefficient. The dude's averaging 30 points a fucking game during this World Cup, though. So it's going to be hard, especially considering we just gave up over 30 to both Denny Schroeder and German Rondo and the Australian strangler himself, Josh uh, Hawkinson, Hawkinson, whatever the fuck it was. The weird non-Japanese-looking motherfucker who was on Japan. Simple as that, Gerald. <laughs> I did love it. Jeez. We had a few jokes at his expense up there. I'm glad they didn't come back to bite us in the ass, even though it mostly did. Bloody hell. Um, but still, if we go Australia and uh, Slovenia, last time out it was, well, we put up 109 on Japan. I think that was like the highest score we've ever had at a World Cup, and 107 was like the highest score we'd ever had in Olympics, and we put that up on Slovenia two years ago. So it was 107.93, wins our bronze medal. Luca's a little bit better now. He sort of, it felt like at that Olympics that he'd sort of gotten, I don't know, through a pretty rough NBA season where he wasn't quite used to it. This year, he just looks fucking on fire. Like he's had, I think, 37, 33, and the 22 or something. So he's averaging like 30 on on the nail. Um, but we get to throw, weirdly enough, like one of his teammates, well, two of his teammates, because Dante Exum's on the maps, but uh, Josh Greeny Green. Just go, all right, go sick your mate, Luca. Just fucking stop him. And Josh Green is going to be like, ah, let's go. Just fucking charge out there screaming. Just throw his fucking, his mate Luca in a headlock. Um, but to have Matty T as well out there, to be just able to throw him at him. Dyson Daniels break in case of emergency. But even like the size of Cookie and White to throw at Luca, just in switches and stuff like that, is going to be fucking wildly invaluable, I reckon. Where you just go, can we, if we can just slow him down, we win. Simple as that. He had 22, 8, and 7 in that game in Tokyo. And he should be way better than that, I reckon, in this one. Just because the way we've given up the ghost to Stenny Schroeder and uh, that terrible fucking Josh Hawkinson uh, gives me lots of pause about how we're going to slow down Luca. The thing is, if we can just slow down everybody else, Propelich and Co., we should still beat them because even if Luca has 40, if the other blokes don't hurt you, you should probably still win. And, like, a lot of that's going to come down to Paddy. He had, I think, four – he went four of 11 from downtown, I think, in that uh, bronze medal game. He had his 43 points. Uh, so if he can find his three-point shot as well, I do love the idea of Paddy just nailing a couple of threes, and off we go. Um, we had, obviously, Cooks have 24 against Japan. He probably won't be able to just drive the fucking lane with impunity like he did against uh, Japan. But against Slovenia, he will be very – he and Nikkei, just if they can manufacture like empty points out of nothing, those absolute like bonus buckets that I love where it's just like, that was an empty possession. Oh, no, it's not because Nick has just somehow manufactured bullshit and thrown it in and that's unreal. Same with Cookie. He's a master of it. Then there's Josh Giddy up Giddy. That Germany game was really tough to watch. No, we had, what, one rebound, three assists. He turns around, has 11 and five, 11 assists, five rebounds in this last game. 
His point rebounds assist for this is still very high, 29 and a half. I think he gets there. If he has 10 assists, I'll be fucking loving it. That's $7.50 actually. So just saying. But that size against Levine is going to be massive. Make them work. If they've got to cover both Giddy, Cookie, Greeny, and if you can like get anything out of Nick K, do up Reith and Co., we should be all right. But the thing is, my tip is probably still going to be Slovenia plus five and a half. I think they're going to give us an absolute fucking run for our money. They've shredded through their games. Uh, they had a cupcake um, group, though. They had Venezuela, Georgia, and Cape Verde. Georgia, obviously, a bit tough, but Slovenia handled them pretty well eventually. That was a fucking rock fight, that game, too. I don't know if you've gone back and watched it, but oof. Oof. But you could see in that game as well, Slovenia don't freak out. They don't panic. And I think they'll go toe-to-toe with the Aussies. I think we're going to pull out a four-point win. It'll be, I don't know, let's say 85-81, the Boomers, which actually, actually, let's say 89-85. There we go, because that gets us over, I think, (laughs) the total points. Jeez, I hope so. Uh, Actually, fuck it, 90-85, done. That definitely gets us over. I can do maths. Uh, But there you go. So I think that's the... The sort of keys, their starters uh, last time around, I did have this up. Well, basically, outside of Luca, they do have him averaging 30 points a game, Clement Papalic averaging 17, Mike Toby's averaging 12.7. They got Nikolic at seven, Zoran Dragic, aka Goran's other brother, uh, he's at 6.7. So it's literally Luca and then a couple of other dudes who are just putting up around, you know, 17, another dude who's at 13, and then a bunch of dudes around that six, seven point mark. And you're just sort of hoping that if we can slow the rest of them down, like Jaka Blushik and co, we should be all right. But that's the key. It's literally slow down Luca, beat Slovenia. All right, what else we got? Uh, let's go through the rest of the games. USA Montenegro. Montenegro, actually not that bad, Gerald. They're 26 and a half point underdogs in this game. I'm going to take Montenegro to cover that line. They weren't great in their last game out, but... They were a bit of a disappointment to me who may have bet on them. But either way, I'm going to take Montenegro to at least cover that against this USA team that almost spreads it around almost to its detriment at times. Uh, I think they've just inserted Josh Hart in the starting lineup in place of Brandon Spindles Ingram. But Montenegro, they should be all right. Keep that covered. They'll probably lose by 25, but the line's 26 and a half, so I don't give a fuck. Serbia, six and a half point favorites against Italy. Uh, Italy. I'm taking Serbia minus six and a half. They've been really fucking good. It's actually, that's one of the weirder lines. I'm like, that shouldn't be that short. Let's give me, I'll tell you that, Serbia, and run away with it. Germany versus Georgia. The Germans, yeah, taking on Georgia. Georgia have played teams tough, plus 16 and a half. I'm going to say Georgia. They can keep that close. Germany have been really good. Georgia, they're going to struggle offensively to keep up, but I think they will. Spain, Spain, mate, minus 10 and a half against Latvia. Latvia started off well. Since then, have just been a bit shit, but they got through. Spain are a different level. They should smash them. So minus 10 and a half there. Dominican Republic versus Puerto Rico. Jesus, the Battle of the Caribbean. Let's go. Going to go to the Dominican Republic. Carl Anthony Towns had a nice little rest in the third game uh, for Dominican Republic. He only played like 18 minutes, just chilled out. Uh, they're going to smash Puerto Rico. Minus eight and a half there. Slovenia versus the Aussies, as mentioned, plus five and a half. Lithuania versus Greece. Greece have been steadily worse as well. Georges, Georges Papayanis, he's been pretty good. But Lithuania has got way too much size for Greece and they should smash a minus seven and a half. And Canada versus Brazil. Brazil have played teams pretty tough, but Canada are fucking steamrolling teams at this point. It's unreal. Like 
they're so fucking good at this point. You're like, that's why the Outback Takehouse was Canadians going to win. They're averaging 108 points a game <laughs> in 40 minutes. That's fucking chaos, Gerald. What are we doing here? The USA is only averaging 106. They're the guys who invented the fucking sport. Well, actually, it was a Canadian who invented the sport, Jim. All right, settle the fuck down. Australia's averaging actually 96.3, which is pretty good. Uh, Slovenia, 93.3. So on average, we'll just beat them. But there you go. Shit, is that it? I think that might be it. Unreal. That's all the Friday's games because there's no actual like, I'm not going to go through the fucking ones tonight on Thursday night because it's all the shit kicker 16 to 32 teams, the classification ones. I'm more worried about the round of 16. So, all right, there you go. Good shit. That's it. Done. Uh, we'll be back for another live stream. Friday night, 10, 10 p.m. 10, 10 tins deep. Jim, they'll call me. 10, 10, 10 tins by 10, 10. Join the fucking ride that's going to be. Uh, but you can obviously jump on the NBA Australia live stream across YouTube, Facey, Twitter. I think those are the three places at the moment. Um, jump in the comments, talk some shit with us, watch along. Turns out that I think me watching it through the iPad means that I'm ahead of some people on KO, but also around the same amount of time as like other people watching it on other outlets. So it's good. It's working out better than the fucking Olympics, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, so we will do that live stream tomorrow. We'll do a show, another live stream on Sunday as well for the Georgia game. Provided that I'm just not fucking in a mire depth of despair having had the shit kicked out of us by Slovenia or something in the Georgia game means nothing. Uh, but either way, we'll do something on Sunday. That's at 5.30 that game too, so join us there. So make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, what else? I don't know threads i haven't posted anything on there yet but i'm sure it's nice uh and get around the nba australia shop that's right nbaaustraliacom slash shop or you can just click through on the socials there's very pretty pictures everywhere of all the hoodies and t-shirts and other things you can get i've really got to chase up where the fuck those stubby holders are though they have still not arrived gerald jesus that's fucked anyway uh check us a rating review on your podcast app that's right apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify Turns out you can actually star stuff on Spotify. So if you haven't done that, what are you fucking doing? Sort that out. Uh, whatever app you use on your Android phone, your weirdos, write and review it. I'm just go, Jim, he's a fucking legend, bro. Uh, and that's about it, I think. Thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. I think we've played it properly. That's been good. Uh, go check out the new band House Hats. They also got played in this episode. And Joshua Delorenta's Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Section, of Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear on NBA Australia. Check them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, every listen to your tunes. Remember, NBA Australia sports Australian bands. And we support Australia. That's right. Go Australia! Tomorrow night, 10, 10 p.m. Be there. Be square. Be smashed. That's what we're going to be doing. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so we will see you tomorrow night and Sunday evening for the live streams. And then we'll be back with a new NBA Australia probably on Monday to wrap it all up. Hopefully it won't be soggy sorrows. It'll be fucking... Blasting happiness. That's what it's all about. Gross. All right. <laughs> there you go. Done for another day. We will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Well, we'll catch you tomorrow and Sunday. I've got to stop saying that. We'll catch you on Friday and Sunday, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia. Say, look after yourselves, would you? And let us in! <laughs>